hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, peaceful, harmonizing, um, <laughs> out, out of, of context, context <laughs> <laughs> recap <laughs> podcast of The Bachelor ever. And wow, what an episode it was, huh, wow. everyone? I just, I, I, there's so many, like, okay, um, you know, Bravo, I think, does this really well. I know I bring up Bravo a lot, and this is not a Bravo podcast, but what are you doing not watching Bravo? What's your deal? Um, so I think Bravo does it really well. I think their editing is just top notch when it's like someone will say something like, I always loved her house. And then it's just like a cut to her house is so tacky. Oh, it's so gross. What's that? Is that a roach? Oh, my God. You know, like that's that's like. Real Housewives in a nutshell, Bravo oh. editing in a nutshell, just beautiful. And it's like the women on the show have never seen reality TV before. And they have no idea that all this shit is going to be documented. And the whole point is they're going to make you look as bad as possible. Like mm-hmm. there's this argument that has arisen a lot with Real Housewives lately. Now that the more problematic cast members are starting to be taken to task, I'm not saying that it's anywhere near where it should be. It's still kind of scratching the surface, in my opinion. But there's the conversation at reunions and things like that is like, oh, well, if there was footage, they would show it. You know, if someone's like, well, this person said this really fucked up thing, you know, then the response is always if there if that had happened, we would be watching it on TV right now because there's no way the producers wouldn't be showing it. And that's a really good way to prove your argument unless one of the people in question, you know, is one of the producers, (laughs) which happens on some of the shows. But Outside of that, it's a very good point. Like if there's something that's that dramatic that happens, that's that fraught, they're going to air it. So I don't know why all of these women didn't think them saying shit like, we're going to make your life a living hell, you know, uh, you know, she entertained men for money. Uh, like, I don't know why they thought that shit wasn't going to air or that they could change public opinion on a dime. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it comes unbelievable. down to, in what way are you oblivious? So yes, genuinely believe that you can say something like that and it won't be put on air and make you look bad or. Are you so like just vapid and oblivious that you you just say terrible things all the time and you genuinely don't think that you're being as terrible as you actually are? Now, in the case of Victoria, I would argue that maybe she doesn't even she can't even wrap her own mind around how garbagey she is. <laughs> like, I, oh, up, like, oh, there's so much to unpack there. It's oh, poor oh. one out. What are we going to do without her next week? Like, I don't, 
I can't, I can't live anymore. Relieved? I don't I don't know. Well, the two on one uh, we'll have to look forward to. So that's, yeah, fun. we do have the two on one, which I'm came saying, out like, out of nowhere, but anyway, <laughs> I, I don't want Victoria to win anything, obviously. No, no. But just her always being there. I know I'm going to have something that's going to catch my eye and make me go, Oh my God, what am I watching? But now it's like, <laughs> we're almost, we're almost going to, after this, this two on one date, I feel like we're going to settle into some normalcy and we're going to lose some of the magic, but I, I could be wrong. There could be, there's, there's a few twists that they've teased out that could add a little more drama to the season, but Oh, Victoria, I th- I th- yeah. one of a kind. I, I think the only thing is I don't envision out of the front runners. I can't imagine any of their families are going to be all that unusual either. Cause mm-hmm. wait, who was that person? Oh my God. And I feel so bad. Who is the person who had like the mom who was like, let's go hang out with this dead bird? Oh, yeah. So today we're going to bury a bird in the backyard. I hit it with my car. <laughs> it in the freezer for a while. Junior, Junior, go get the bird from the freezer so we can bury it with the nice man. It was, what? That was so great. Like everything about that was perfect. While we wait for the bird to thaw a little. Oh my god, I loved it. I was like, I this I'm is giving you like so a New Jersey good. accent, but they were in like Southern California. They were in like California and they were like very Californian. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good though. She was just like, she said something. Didn't she say it like it reminded her of like a relative or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's very like, strange. so we have to bury it. I just love that. I was it was so good. And this and this woman was like, Mom. And I remember I feel bad because I can't remember her name, but I remember that scene. And I remember I didn't like her until I saw her with her family. And then I was I like, mean, Oh, now I oh, really no. like you. You make a lot more sense <laughs> now that I see what you grew up in. It's so strange. So I'm just not sure out of some of the people, at least right now, who seem to be front runners, unless Kit becomes a top four, that might be really interesting. Cause do you know who her mom is? A uh, famous fashion lady. She is a legit, actual famous fashion lady, not just a made-up one. Now I feel a little bad for picking on Kit. Not that bad, though. I mean, she can take it. I don't um, feel bad at all. She, when, when she says le- legit quote from this episode. That we are- <laughs> I know what you're going to yeah. say. So, so, you know, they get into the thing. Whenever they have the one-on-one date, you have to give, like, here's my emotional sob story, and this is me being, heavy finger quotes, vulnerable Ergo, you will respect me more and be like, you know, it's just like so-and-so's walls came down tonight. So her big emotional moment was, well, you know, my mom's really famous. So most of my life has been gold Bentleys and red carpets. Oh, (laughs) gee whiz, I feel bad for you. It's not like, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, we just had an incredible story from a uh, woman who had cochlear implants and, and and like oh her father left because she was deaf as a child and she that has to struggle with the fact that she wants children, but, you know, but has to come to terms with the fact that her children will likely be deaf and that they will have to deal with the same things. Oh, but uh, Bentley's and red carpets. Kit, Kit, what are you doing? What is going on? That's true. Okay, so let's make fun of her. But anyway, her mom. No, but I was just like, what a joke. But her mom is Cynthia Rowley, which is like kind of a big deal. I mean, that's like a name that a lot of people know. At least it's a name I know. And it's a name a lot of other people know. 
It's um, not one she, that I know, but I wouldn't expect me to know it. But this. she's kind of um, she, uh, she's kind of like a toned down version of Betsy Johnson, like colorful okay. stuff, um, not completely out of your price range, you know, where it's like it's it's within it's within my realm of reality to buy something by Cynthia Rowley. It's not ridiculous. Like I could get a really nice dress for three hundred seventy five dollars and go, well, I mean, I could have gotten like 30 times the stuff at like Ann Taylor Loft, but sure, <laughs> you know, or like Old Navy is my favorite haunts. Uh, but and I bought this, you know, it's like if I wanted to do something for a special occasion, I could buy something from a brand like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's kind of her, um, uh, avenue, her, her lane. Uh, you probably recognize, I feel like you would recognize at least like the branding if you saw it. Maybe not. I don't know. Oh, I yeah, just, I mean- it's likely. It's likely. Yeah, I, I but it's it but it's like time. it's pretty well known. And she's got some stores and you know, in like New York and uh Newport and the Hamptons and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like that kind of it's that kind of stuff. Um, but it's not totally it's not totally unattainable. It is like approachably approachable fashion. You're not p- spending five thousand dollars on a dress or something like mm-hmm. that. Or, you know, like it's, oh my God, though, she's doing those pioneer dresses too. What's the deal? Come on, Cynthia Rowley and Target, What's get it together. Pioneer dresses. Like, I, why do we keep trying to make them come back? They should just stay away forever. What are we doing? There's so many cute ways you can look, and then you choose that. <laughs> like, there's some woman. Oh God, I got to find that picture. There's this woman who dressed up in one of those Target dresses. Oh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, It was like Target quarantine dress. Yes, I think this might be it. Um, Oh no, this isn't it. This is like actually cooler. Um, Somebody dressed up and was like, you know, oh, after a long day of toiling in the fields and all this. It's really so good. I guess there's like, there's one woman who did it and kind of looked fashion with it and she like bumped her hair and stuff. But there's somebody else who like looked just like, uh, like that mom in The Witch, if any anyone watched that movie, like that's oh, what cool. she looked like. Um, oh God, I can't find it. Oh, well, too bad. But anyway, uh, what the fuck? What are they, what are you doing, Target? Stop. They're not even like, I feel like peasant dresses and pioneery dresses were kind of they they were cool in like the early 2000s ish somewhere around there but i feel like even those were they at least put a twist on it these straight up look like they're from the 1800s and you're just like what have you seen these you know what i'm talking about i'm gonna need you to send me a picture i have i i <laughs> okay i'm gonna send i'm gonna send this to you you like, really oh, haven't seen butter them. and make candles. They legit look like that. I am not making. I'm. I'm messaging this to you right now. Hold on. Okay, you message me that. Also, I want our listeners to know that um, I have solved the mystery of the dead bird. It was Bachelor season thirteen. Uh, it was Naomi Crespo when she took Jason Mesnick home in two thousand nine. Yes, yeah, that's why. That's why it was fresh in my mind was because yeah. we had watched that oh, that yep. classic episode. Yeah. Oh God, that was so funny. Um, anyway, okay. I sent you a picture of this prairie dress. Now there's a, there's a 
lady who wore this and she belted it and put a cardigan on it and she accessorized it and then it looked really cute and she said uh uh i bought this dress to prove to everyone it's adorable everyone was making fun of it and i wanted to prove them wrong good for you uh but uh (laughs) people wear that but a lot of people are not doing that this one person said Decided to give this dress a spin around the cousin's farm. Worked out well doing small chores, petting the cat, sledding, and feeding the cows. The pockets are great for cow treats. Thank you for making such a wonderful item for the ever so popular hashtag Target Dress Challenge. Yeah, so that's what it is. It's the Target Dress Challenge. And people, I mean, here's the thing. They are selling this like no other because people are doing it as a, wearing it as a joke. Trying to make it a thing. So they've, I mean, epic marketing. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that uh, Little House on the Prairie Couture is for me. It just looks like grandma's pajamas to me. I don't, I can't, no. But I, there's all these women holding chickens in these pictures. I just can't deal. Like, homestead like dress idea, of my dreams. Like some, you know, like, I, I don't know, just fancy pants instagram influencer lady she buys this dress from target to get the clicks and then she has to drive like two hours outside of the city to just like find a farm and like hold a chicken (laughs) yeah i would that does make me really happy for sure like i probably like uh, mj on this episode of the the bachelor during the uh the group date when someone dares to ask her if she wants to touch a chicken and she has an absolute meltdown (laughs) Yeah, why would you ever want to touch a chicken? Um, <laughs> just can't wait, handle it. Who was it? Wait, was it MJ who the goat hated? <laughs> Probably. And they were no, like, this goat hates you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it does. Oh, here it is. Here it is. This is the one I was thinking. Um, oh, this is, is this the same person though? Yeah, Megan McGovern, I think is uh, thoughts on the I think this I I don't know if this is her or if this is just someone taking a picture. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. I should probably find a Twitter version, but here you go. Anyway, there's okay. Yes, yes. This person. Okay, Megan McGovern. So everybody look up Megan McGovern's target dress challenge post because it's my favorite one. She said, (laughs) Dave. 310 of quarantine got a new dress from town when parcels were delivered went to inspect the farm and see how things are 10 months into the pandemic slash civil unrest slash insurrection slash economic collapse hashtag target dress challenge hashtag prairie dress hashtag pandemic chic so megan mcgovern m-e-a G-A-N McGovern uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Just fantastic. Her pictures. I mean, a lot of people did it, but she did it like oh, the yeah. best the out hair. of everybody. Her face. She just looks like, like unhappy. <laughs> like it's perfect. You know, like, oh, I just absolutely love it. It's, it's really, really good. And she's also has like a, a different caption on every photo. So that's just one. Like there's, there's so much good stuff so um she's got pictures of like the mud behind her and it says the last depression had a dust bowl we have a mud bowl um just stuff about homeschooling children you know owl pellets just all kinds of amazing stuff she's a journalist like she's 
<laughs> this is very good. Um, so check her stuff out. I really, I really enjoy it. That's what I was trying to find. Uh, so anyway, Cynthia Raleigh and Target, stop it. Cut it out. Cut the shit. Stop doing that. I don't like it. But anyway, uh, so Kit's mom is, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like one of my friends just posted a New York Times article that I am. Uh, I'm intending to read. I read some of it and then I got distracted by five other things today, but it was about like this really expensive, tall building in New York and how, um, oh, well, you know, even having a multi-million dollar apartment is not without its problems because the building is too tall and it's structurally unsound. Yeah. One of my friends posted it and just put like a bunch of violin emojis. <laughs> yeah, this is it's it's an ongoing series of uh, uh, articles. You usually get one per month and it's just here's a famous person from New York and something bad happened to them. But your takeaway from the article is I hate the person, not what happened. <laughs> <to them." laughs> it's like um, I can't remember. Is it Refinery29 or is it another uh outlet where they're like, here's, here's what I, here's what I make. Like they'll, they'll highlight a woman and how much Mm -hmm. she makes. And then she'll go through a week of what she spends. It's like called the money diaries or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever read those? Yep. Uh, And, and there, and they'll be like, I blew $60 on pumice. And you're like, I hate you. (laughs) Like, I hate you. Yeah. it, It is refinery 29. Um, I was right. So some of the money diaries are very relatable. Like there, it's somebody who makes the same amount of money as I do and kind of spends and saves a similar way that I do. You know, it's like, yeah, I was trying to be really good. And then uh, I got served a bunch of stuff from Ann Taylor left. And then I was like, oh, that <laughs> there went 80 bucks like like today. I'd like to uh, diary. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We, we Can we request that on Instagram? Can we, I wonder if she's on Cameo yet. We could be like, uh, we could uh, solicit her there and say, hey, we really would like to see a money diary from you because I feel like she would do it, too. She's the kind of person who would. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's get into this episode. Let's do it. Because <laughs> I don't even feel like we have yet. But I listen to you five star reviewers. You're beautiful people. And I know you're here for the nonsense. Yeah. So you're here for, that's the what, for 20 minutes. That's what we do best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my only notes at the beginning, besides the fact that we get to see Victoria breaking down right away, and I was like, yay. And I had already, I kind of got spoiled for me. I figured she was going home this week already, but it kind of got spoiled for me because I couldn't watch it until last night. And Monday night, stupid Google News was like, uh, uh, you know, like, I don't know, something like the queen is dead or something like that. (laughs) r.i.p to the queen oh. and i was like damn it can anyone like you- go out hotter though like you want to talk oh. about flying too close to the sun this is the game she's been playing the whole time and the meltdown just in in this moment in the beginning of this episode this is pure distilled uncut victoria this is everything this is her duplicitous nature just you know oh yeah you're a big hoe cut to confessional interview. No, I never called her a hoe. Just boom, 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 back and forth, back and forth. She has the breakdown, the the apology that doesn't that isn't an apology. Um she's wearing a dress that I don't understand at all. I just <laughs> everything that we love Every, about I mean her. everything Absolutely. Victoria does. Yeah, all of her dresses are just 
beyond oh, understanding. I know, like on, on previous episodes, we've discussed how, and th- this is coming from me coming from a place of I don't know how clothes work because I only wear, I mean, I used to wear jeans and t shirts and hoodies, but now quarantine. So I wear sweatpants instead of jeans. Um, yeah. But, anyways, this is a roundabout way of me saying, um, her her in every episode her bra has been very visible but in outfits where i say to myself i don't think it's supposed to be visible in this particular outfit that you're wearing right. and this is this dress that she wears this number it is the just the absolute peak of that because it's like it has this this slit up the side and there's some other stuff but you're like i can see your bra but like under no circumstances should I be able to. This is just the the logical endpoint of the impossibility of somehow having a bra showing in an outfit where it shouldn't be showing. And then on top of all of that, it's just like it's flowing everywhere. It's chaos. It is pure Victoria, the queen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Everything about her is just it's like it's funny because, you know, when um your your brain saves on space to to keep you from oh, what am i trying to say you know when you're like so that you don't have to process the same information over and over again your brain just mm-hmm. kind of cuts out new things or cuts out old things so that to make room for new things that's what i'm trying to say my brain isn't working it's like you didn't give me two coffees you only gave me one so i punish you now and i'm like mm, mean so, um, wait, every I, time you see Victoria, it's like a fresh new hell for you. Like she's been erased and then she's re-imprinted. No, on my, no, my point is her dresses are so ridiculous that like, I don't even know what you're talking about because I've just come. So it's like the opposite. I've become so accustomed to her looking dumb that I, I'm like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? It, it's a, her dress was bad. Now yeah. I need to, and, this, this and now I'm like, like, I'm frantically Googling, trying to find a picture. This isn't Stephen Sammy's like red carpet review either. It's just like, and so-and-so showed up in a Gucci dress, hated it. Like, that's not, this is. I'm like, confused. Yeah. I'm deeply confused, but like, I don't like it. But then again, I don't like anything about her. And there's just this chaotic confusion in everything she wears and everything she does. The only thing consistent about her is that chaos. And it's it's poetic the way it extends to every facet of her life and image. It's really, it's beautiful stuff. Um, but yeah, Victoria, having a meltdown. We love to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to take I'll have to take a look at I'm trying to find a friggin' picture and it's just like not happening for me. But I'll look at it later and I'll 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 give you all my perspective um, some other time. But I'm sure it was ridiculous and it sucked. I remember how, like, I remember how booby it was, but I didn't remember anything else about it. That shows you what my priorities are, I suppose. It was weird booby. It was like, here they are. I will smash them now. Like, it was, I didn't understand it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Kit can explain it to us. Like, I want to, I want a podcast where we just talk to Kit about, like, Victoria and she can break it down, especially the fashion elements. She's in that yeah. world. She has the vocabulary for it. <laughs> yes, she does have the vocabulary for it. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> I just saw a really good tweet, but I'm going to save it for a second. So, okay. 
so we start by here's here's the whole the theme of the entire episode is Matt is like, I'm going to take out the trash. And I'm like, I'm so excited for you. This is like this is as good yeah. of a look for you as your turtlenecks, Matt. So keep it going. I love this. A man who stands up for what's right. He's a real I mean, I really as far as I feel like we've had so many skeezy characters on this show. And it's like so refreshing when you see someone who's just like normal and seems to mm-hmm. understand the difference yeah, between seem- right and wrong. And you're like, wow, an amazing person. But it's like he really is just doing what he should be doing. But it's so surprising to us. So. Okay, so first on the chopping block is fucking Anna. Goodbye, Anna. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, oh, I really, I never. Uh, Anna Redmond. Anna Redmond. Um, so it's interesting. She hasn't posted anything on her Instagram about being a shithead, which I think mm. is really telling. Like her last post is still from like a week ago and she limited the comments on her Instagram. So she knows she sucks. Like she knows she, she fully knows. And here's the thing that's weird. I thought maybe she was going to, Oh God. And I got to read you a a, a headline in a minute. Uh, I thought maybe she was going to just like double down and stay mean and be like, yeah, I said that. Yeah. Like, and then I was actually kind of shocked when she, when she was like, uh, I messed up. And I said something that wasn't cool. And it was out of character for me, which is a lie. That's a total lie. Just like when people, um, you know, say like a racial slur in a video or whatever. And then they're like, oh, I don't say that normally. It's like if it slipped out of your mouth that easily, you say it normally. Just like I say fuck all the time. Okay. Because I say it all the time. That's why it just slips out of my mouth (laughs) effortlessly. So don't tell me it was an accident. I don't go around saying that stuff all you know so that's not going to accidentally come out of my mouth because it's not a part of my daily vocabulary and acting you know it's like if acting a certain way isn't in your character then I don't think that's going to be the thing that comes out naturally and I also don't think I mean producers are guilty for a lot but this whole storyline I feel like everybody was against it as soon as it came out including the producers like I don't think they told her to say this stuff and maybe they did i don't feel like they did i feel like yeah. it was her harebrained idea i i i would yeah I, I don't think this is producer coaching i think this is this is pure this is the yeah, real stuff it, yeah exactly and so I, that's the thing that's hitting me so wrong about anna is when she's like this isn't in my character this isn't who i am it's like no you showed us who you are and it's our responsibility to believe you the first time. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't, we would be doing ourselves a disservice, you know? Yep. So, yeah, what is that quote? Because I want to credit it. You know, it's like when people show you who they are. Believe them. Yeah, my uh, Angelou, right? Yeah, when people yep. show you who, yeah. I just want to make sure, I'm, I'm not going to pull a fucking, uh, what's her name? Uh the girl wash your face person. Yeah. When people show you who they are, believe them. Steve. Yes. Cuff, when, quote. <laughs> Maya Angelou. Yes. 
Uh, so that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and it's slightly different, uh, in different contexts. So I'm not sure if it's, I, I think it is believe them the first time. Um, and, uh, yeah. And she said something, it looks like the full quote is, and I, if I get this wrong, I'm sorry, I'm looking at memes. So I, I am doing the, my best due diligence online in the moment, but, uh, it says that's why it's important to stop expecting them to be something. Oh, uh, People know themselves much better than you do. That's why it's important to stop expecting them to be something other than who they are. And I, I mean, you know, can't expect anyone to put it better than she can. So that that is what I'm thinking. You know, that's what came to mind when she said this stuff. It's like, no, you showed me who you were by the first thing that you do when a new woman comes into this environment. You're like, oh, I'm going to trash her character well, that's all I need to know about you, that you're that kind of woman. And sorry, no amount of producer, you know, cajoling would make me do that. So even if that were the case, that means that it's right there on the surface and you're totally willing to do it. So um, by the way, Rachel Hollis was who I was talking about. She like plagiarized my Angelou like a while back. Do you remember about this? Yeah, it's terrible. It's like really Maybe so that's why I said less famous. <laughs> I'm like, I want to give credit where credit is due, because I believe this is her quote, but I don't want to get it wrong. And so I'm gonna Google it quickly and then source it and then explain the sourcing because that's what you do so that you're not terrible. Okay, Rachel mm-hmm. Hollis, take take notes, take notes. Um, but anyway, so Anna definitely is that person. And my favorite headline that I just saw was Awatona's Anna has a not so Minnesota nice moment on The Bachelor. <laughs> uh, bring me the it's it's like bring me the news dot com slash Minnesota uh, and <laughs> Minnesota lifestyle article. A not so Minnesota nice moment. That is peak Midwest headline yeah. right there. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we could sort it out over some hot dish, you know. Oh my God. This this Awatona native is just she got kicked out because she spread a rumor and that's not nice. Okay. Oh, you, you, just... know, you, you call someone a hoe a couple, two, three times, and all of a sudden it's uh, you know, it's it's curtains for you. Oh my God. I mean Oh, no, you got to get out of here. So, yeah, it's just awful. It's just the whole thing is awful. Okay. Um, I'm reading I'm reading this article quickly just to see if there's anything else that was real terrible. But um, yeah, so she's gone and I'm happy because I yeah, there's nothing entertaining about her. It's like she got miffed that she wasn't getting to spend any time with Matt. And so then in order to get on camera and get more time she decided to spread this rumor. And Mm -hmm. I know that I I think at least she's an independent contractor at this point, you know, and I just wonder how this has affected her copywriting gigs. Cause if I saw this and I was one of her clients, I'd be like, like, yeah, there's plenty of writers out there. Well, Oh, today in my, uh, in my, uh, digital marketing community, people were like, oh, I'm calling it right now. AI is going to take over content writing. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> Don't depress <laughs> me today. I can't deal it. My heart can't take it. Um, 
but there's a lot of good writers out there. So she, she's not the only one. So, and I don't know how good she is. So So let's just get her out of there. At the end of the day, it's like, is, is she the, the, the cancer in the house? No, probably not. She's like the number two, though, which makes her worse because she's not even a leader. She's not the vanguard of shitheads in the house. She's like, you know, you know, the uh, the like the Disney version of Robin Hood. She's uh, Sir Hiss, the, the like the bad guy, like snake sidekick. Yeah. That's all. That's what she is. She's Sir Hiss. You mean the movie that showed me my first crush? Yeah, of course I know Disney's. I'm sorry. Who's your first crush? Oh my god, you don't know about this phenomenon? Oh my god, I'm teaching oh, you, you so much with, today. With the Robin Hood Fox? What? <laughs> yes. Every uh, okay, okay. Hold on. Um. Uh. Okay, hold on. Uh, why oh. everyone? Here we go. Here's here's a sci-fi headline: Bachelor recap podcast furry reveal. <laughs> No, it's serious. I'm serious. I'm not. Like, I'm not the only one. I'm not a furry. A lot of people feel this way. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, I need to send you this sci-fi article now because I'm okay. not making this up. This is a real thing. There's several articles. This was just one. This is not just one person po- posting about this either. Um, the headline for the sci-fi article is Foxy, Why Everyone Has a Crush on Disney's Robin Hood. I'm not making this up. It's not just does, me. There are people listening to this have right a crush now. On the, on, on the king that sucks his thumb or Sir His? <laughs> no, just the Rob just the Fox, just Robin Hood. I'm serious. Uh, it's okay. not just me. Uh, this article says I asked my Twitter phone. This is going down a weird road. I asked my Twitter followers how many of them at some point in their lives had a crush on Disney's take on Robin Hood. And the response was overwhelmingly yes. Even the handful of people who said they didn't were happy to admit that they totally got why he was so hot. Because he's like (laughs) Errol Flynn, but a fox. And you're like five and you're like, that's I like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just there's there's uh, more risque tweets that you can find about the fox from Robin Hood. So I'll let you all do your own searches yeah. for that, but I am not making this up. <laughs> <laughs> but I am not. I mean, not that there. There's nothing wrong if you if you're a furry. That's totally cool, and you, totally cool. you do your. Yep, I have no issue with that. I just am not one. Um, and uh, I should mention that I have been a mascot, so I think that would be a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so many reveals today. This is exciting. <laughs> this is, I hope you're all appreciating this premium content today. But yeah, I'm I don't know why I want Anna to fail so so much. Maybe it's because her favicon looks really bad on her website. Uh, mm. you know, maybe it's because she um quoted eight mile on her website. Maybe it's because she built her website using Squarespace. I mean, there's just so many things about her website I don't like. <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite quote. I'm going to get embroidered on a pillow. It's going to say mom spaghetti and in quotes and then Anna from The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, I just hate it. It's like you're from Minnesota yeah. and you live in Chicago and you clearly led a pretty charmed life and you're quoting 8 Mile for what reason? Cuz lose yourself. It's a great song. Like it makes no sense. There's, Another you know. Quote. It, now, if I had a website and it said everything is coming at Millhouse, that would make sense um, <laughs> for all the reasons. So just pick your cultural references properly is all I'm saying. 
Okay, so this was the thing that got really weird then. Anna left, and then everybody smelled blood in the water. And mm-hmm. everybody got Attic. their shit together. But it didn't work, which is my favorite part. But, okay, Chelsea, I don't know if she was telling the truth or not, if people were just being nice around her. But she was like, I don't see the toxicity. And I was like, really? How long have you been here, Chelsea? Maybe she was just, like, drinking and just, like, having fun and she didn't notice. You know, that could be. I don't know. She's definitely one of the chiller people in the house. Like, she hasn't actively caused any problems. So it could be that she just wasn't around for the worst of it. And maybe what she saw was just like, oh, some of these women are kind of like, you know, a lot to do, you know, and maybe she just distanced herself. But I was surprised that she was like, I don't see it. She's the only one out of all the women who talked about this stuff that I actually believed. I didn't believe any of the other women, (laughs) but I thought she was in the room for some of it. Uh, But I'm just inclined to believe her because I like her. But Kit was like, I'm really sorry for being shitty. And I'm like, "Mm, are you? I don't know. You're sorry, but okay. But her her apology. How did you take her apology? I guess I should ask you since you're such a Kit fan. I mean, Kit, Kit. She there's no her apology. There's no sincerity there. I mean, to a degree. I just don't think like Kit's not a normal person. Think about the life that she's lived, and I just keep going back to her first impression that first episode. And I don't think she really gives a shit about a lot of people outside of herself, or at least she projects that kind of energy. So I I have trouble seeing Kit just expressing any sort of empathy for other humans right now. Yeah, I could see that. I, yeah, I don't know. The thing, it just felt that like she was like required me being a to dick. say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. So- I don't know. Or she could be a sincere wonderful human who just happens to be filthy rich and and live a life that very few people will ever experience i don't know but i'm just saying the vibe that i get from the edit from what i see i still believe in kit the villain i still believe she will rise like the villainous phoenix i know she can be okay i i don't see it but i um yeah I don't know. <laughs> Just tell me I'm a shithead. Come on, Sammy. <laughs> I feel like she's really being nice. I, I don't know. I think she's been being nice. So that's the, I, I can't get a read on her. But I also think she's more aware of um, her image than any of the women in the house. So she's being really smart about it. So it couldn't be all strategy. Let's put it that yep, way. For she sure. could be like, um, Hannah Annie yeah. her way through <laughs> with strategy. Um, and they're totally different people. I just feel like both of them were very strategic. That's the only, that's the only commonality between the two of them. Um, but I loved yeah. that Let's Serena. Yes. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I, like uh, artfulness. Oh, sorry. Um, Serena, the flight attendant. I can't remember what her last initial is. If this is Serena C or the other one, I don't know. But Serena, the flight attendant, who doesn't get a lot of airtime, except she'll kind of throw a quip in there every once in a while. I love that she was like, this ass kissery. Like, she didn't exactly say that, but she basically did. She was just like, this ass kissery is next level. I can't believe these fake bitches. And I was just like, that was a very good line. (laughs) Because it was unbelievable. Like, they all just were like, 
oh, you know, we were just kidding. And I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. And I was just kind of playing it up. And I'm sure some of them kind of got wrapped up in it, you know, just like in the Salem Mm -hmm. witch trials when everyone's like, I'm being tortured, you know, like, oh, she's making me itchy. Like that mass hysteria is a real thing that can happen when you're in a, like, that's why, you know, religious fanatics are effective, you know, and all that stuff, because you can be influenced by the things that everybody in a crowd is doing around you. And if you're in a suggestive state or feeling kind of vulnerable, like, I don't know, you're on reality TV for perhaps the first time and you don't know how to conduct yourself, you just go with the flow and you're like, oh, there's all these women who are ganging up on these new women. So I'm going to do it too. So I, I believe that that is a thing that can happen. Um, the, the Victoria stuff was really funny though. Cause she was just like, yeah, I mean, you know, and like when I said, I don't remember whatever it was like when I made fun of you for this, like, you know, I was just kidding. Right. And so I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh yeah. It was just a joke. Like I didn't actually think you were like, you know, uh, a fugly slut or whatever. Like yeah. I just was kidding, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I didn't. Th- I, I didn't that, say. Oh, you're a dancer, which means you're a colossal hoe bag. That was me, like having fun with you. You know, like you get the yeah, joke. <laughs> you had fun, right? And it's like, oh my god, there. I don't know. Well, Mercury's in retrograde, so that's a whole other thing that we all have to deal with right now, and it's really, <laughs> it's fucking with me hard. Like we we had a hard week in this house. This has not been a good week for for our household. Um, but my God, I feel like I've also had to put up with people who are like, it's a joke. Don't you get it? And I'm like, no, it's not funny. And also it's a bad joke. And also it's in bad taste. Like I was like taking on these people who are like tearing people a new one who didn't deserve it. And I was just like, what are like, I was like, this sucks. And I don't know if you saw this post, but I had said something like this post is gross and I won't get into too many details about that. And someone fired back with your gross. And I was like, wow, excellent ah, trolling. Like, Whoa, I forgot what it felt like to be 12, but here we are like your gross. Like <laughs> it's just so dumb. Um, <laughs> but like, that's what it that's what this whole thing feels like. Like, oh, you can't th- there's a whole faction, especially of white women, and it's something that I'm trying to be aware of and try to like call out if I see it where it's like, oh, well if I say it's a joke. Or like for men a lot of the times it'll be like devil's advocate. Not to turn this into a gendered thing. It's just what you see on the internet a lot. It it doesn't mean that this always happens this way. Um, but you'll see like, oh, devil's advocate talking or like, oh, well, it was just a joke. I was just kidding. And it's like, no, you're, you're cocooning your truth in the disguise of something else to try to get to, to like, oh, well, if it, if you get away with it, then you don't ever have to say you were kidding or playing devil's advocate or whatever. But it's like your protection device. Like if somebody doesn't like it or they hold you accountable for the words that you're saying, then you can say, oh, well, I w- it was just a joke. And then you try to turn it around on the other person. Like, don't you think that's funny? Well, I guess you're being too sensitive. And I'm, and I am very in, in not a bad way, I am very sensitive to that. Like I can pick it up and I see it and I identify it and that's bullshit. And you can't, you can't operate like that. That's not, that's so unhealthy. 
It's so irresponsible. And so I guess I feel like 2020 and 2021 have not been good for much yet, but have been good for holding people accountable for their words and actions. And I love seeing it play out on this show, you know, where it's just like all this fallout and these women just look terrible. And I'm just happy about it. I really am. Um, (laughs) And so Victoria thinks she can get away with it. And she goes and talks to Matt and she goes, oh, I admire you. I really. And she just starts trying to blow smoke up his ass. And she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I admire you so much for what you're doing in this house. And you're getting rid of this toxic energy. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so fast. Hold on. Whoa. (laughs) Like back up. (laughs) He's like, um, you She's like, you called Ryan a hoe. And she was like, oh my God. I mean, no, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, you like, I have a good authority that you called her a hoe because she's a dancer. And the, the thing is, this isn't the only bad thing she said. She said a lot of bad things. He just picked one thing and it's was like, focusing on like one of the least terrible things that she's done, like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, she like made a woman with a dying father feel bad about needing to like isolate and take care of herself. So she's garbage. (laughs) So anyway, and then, yeah, he's just like, well, you called her a hoe. And and then like you brought up before we were recording, she's like, it was taken out of context. And he's like, "Um, okay. And this is another thing. This, this is another, you know, like when someone says something that's really messed up, instead of mm-hmm. just getting mad and telling them it's messed up, a good way to catch them in their fuckery is to say, is to ask them questions, right? And it's a more peaceful way to come about it. And it also just, ex- it requires, the burden goes back on them to explain themselves and their shitty behavior. And Matt did this perfectly. And he was just like, okay, so I'm curious in what context is it okay to call someone a hoe? I'm, I'm listening. (laughs) And I was like, oh, (laughs) this is good. You know? And it's like, um, you know, my friend and I, we play Stardew Valley on Twitch and, um, Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a hoe that you use in the game to farm and stuff. And we'll always be like, Oh, I got my hoe upgraded. You know, my hoe got upgraded. That's like the only, uh, funny way I can think of to use that word in that, you know, where it's like among two friends who love and respect each other. And we're talking about our garden tools, but also like, you know, giggling a little because we're also teenagers and we're like, hell upgrade. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's it. And we're not saying anything bad about it. We're not, we're not putting anybody down. We're just giggling at our farm tools. That's it. Yeah, that's Everything it. else right. is toxic. And he's just yeah. like, yeah. So you make the house toxic. And my favorite quote of the whole night, including the inflection, and I'm going to try to do it right. I'm going to try. Oh my God. I make the house toxic. That is crazy. Was the (laughs) best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I was like, really? Like how, Ah, how oblivious are you to your own behavior that Mm -hmm. you, and she's one of those people I've worked with people like this. I've had unfortunate friendships with people like this. Luckily, I don't have, you know, 
the quarantine is really good for weeding these types of people out because you have to conserve your energy. But like to have someone be like, oh, everyone else is the problem and I'm amazing. That's such a really sad world to live in. And I, in one way, in a very small way, feel really bad for her because she's never going to change and she's never going to get better. She's going to be like that her whole life. And that's kind of sad. Um, the other Victoria, um, I got served up Victoria Fuller's latest Instagram post. And I was like, I don't need all this Victoria in my life right now. I definitely do not. That's <laughs> like a picture of her. And she's like, everybody's been asking me about my skincare routine, which is code for I got a sponsorship. <laughs> not everyone was asking. You can't fool me. And um, I was racist. Someone paid me to put on makeup. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why it's like, do you, do people really have, have they already forgotten? Probably everyone sucks. Um, and her mirror was all dirty. <laughs> and I was like, you're really not even going to take time to clean your mirror for like this Instagram picture that probably got you some money. And then she just wrote at the bottom, and yes, I'm going to clean my mirror. And I was like, ugh, you're the worst. God, you suck. Uh, anyway, so all Victorias are terrible. No, I'm just, if you're a Victoria listening to this and you're great, Email popculturediner at gmail.com and prove it. Just kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a really um, good song by the Kinks called Victoria. That's that's the extent of my Victoria knowledge. I don't think I know any. So um I went to school with a couple of Victorias. Um they all tend to um like the eyeliner. Uh anyway, so <laughs> oh my god, I mean that was toxic. That is crazy um so we're at the rose ceremony the cocktail party's over and um and uh, the the women who ended up leaving um lauren the corporate attorney we didn't really see her a lot that wasn't so surprising um Madi, uh and catalina who was like one of the new people yeah and she was like the, uh she's the beauty queen from puerto rico yeah right? yeah from puerto rico yeah mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then Victoria, <laughs> obviously she's gone, she's done. And she just, and this was the other thing, the other quote I loved. <laughs> I quoted both of these cause I just love them so much. The whole house is going to feel like shit when I'm gone. I brought so many people, so much joy. <laughs> that was good. That I was mean, good. And then, and then the after interview where she's like, I'm never going to date anyone named Matt ever again. <laughs> I hate that name. It's like gross to me now. Like, oh, she's so toxic. It's just like it seeps out of her pores, just every the essence of her being. It's it's terrible. I mean, she's I want to use her as like a like a CIA op to like overthrow governments, uh, like just drop her in and just she orchestrates a military coup just by being the most annoying person ever (laughs) and just driving people out. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, Putin, you're like so cute on that horse. Oh my God, I'd love that for you. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I just can't. I can't with it. Um, I can't wait to see the women tell all. And I just, it's going to be a bloodbath. And if it's not, then they did it wrong. So it better be a bloodbath. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So we'll get to the other, the the rest of the calling later. But first, uh, we have an a very early indication that Rachel may be the winner because she gets oh, the shopping date. She, she gets, gets the date. 
We a talked shopping about date. Yeah, I was like, oh, Rachel, strong contender. Um, at first, I didn't know what to think about her. I like her more every time I see her. She's very sweet. She totally deserves it. I think she was very vulnerable to say, like, I feel like you're out of my league. And, like, I believe that she believes that. And I was like, and then I wrote, sweet baby, I love you and will protect. So (laughs) that was was just like, you're great. Like, he's not, you guys, you're both on the same level. Like, you look good together. You know, he, Mm -hmm. he obviously is very impressed by you just embrace it. You know, like this is sweet. I don't know. I thought their date was very cute and she was the first person to say the L word. And Matt was like, uh, I feel the same way. That was pretty major. Mm-hmm. So, so that, I don't know. I thought there wasn't anything that was as mind blowing as like Abigail sharing, you know, really deep stuff. Um, but I thought it was a very good date. It was very successful. Um, and she got the spoiled date. So like, that's ugh, good for her. She's going to at least make it to final four. There's no way she won't. Yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. For sure. Yeah. And this is good because she was kind of my early front runner pick and I'm, I'm sticking with it. And this really just kind of galvanizes that for me. So I'm up for my personal prediction standpoint. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, I like her a lot too on the show. I think she, she seems sweet and grounded and, and just yeah. lovely all around. Um, now there there is a rumor swirling, an ubs- unsubstantiated rumor oh. uh, that I read just today, where someone was on TikTok and they claimed that they went to high school with Rachel, and that in high school Rachel made fun of her for dating black guys, and, <gasps> and now Rachel is dating a black guy. Now this is. Um, it was on it was on like Reddit, but then it got pulled off of Reddit. And then I think some, you know, gossip sites probably picked it up. But there there it doesn't seem to be like there, there's not a lot to it. Normally when these things start picking up steam, then we get more juicy details and then it becomes fully formed. And that may occur in the coming days. I don't know. But uh right now it's just kind of like somebody just threw it out there. We don't know. But I, I hope she's not, because I like her on television. So yeah, I want to think that that's not. Um, yeah, that's what not true. Was, I hope she's not shitty now, because geez, I mean that sucks. People are shitheads in high school, but man, like that—that's what happens. You go on reality TV. It's like your your closet. The the door flies open. All the skeletons come out. So yeah, yeah. and just Ugh. haters might say bullshit about you too. So mm-hmm. um, okay, hope. this this was what Matt said. Matt did address it. This was his statement. He had a conversation with Entertainment Tonight. And uh, he said uh, basically that he hasn't talked to any of the women about the current controversy. Mm -hmm. So that's all he said so far. And he said, I would just warn people to be careful about making accusations before someone's had a chance to speak on it. I'm, I'm, this is, like I said, this is from an Entertainment Tonight conversation. I'm reading an article from Bustle. Uh, we saw how that happened with Brittany and Anna. And rumors are dark and they're nasty and they can ruin people's lives. So I would give people the benefit of the doubt and hopefully she'll have her time to speak on that. Mm-hmm. And he said, when you okay. make accusations, when you make accusations about somebody that have no merit, it's dangerous. And I would just encourage people to be smart with their words and make sure they don't believe everything they see and hear on the internet. 
because those are the times we're living in. Everyone has a story and I would just be receptive to that. So that is the conversation right now. I'm sure we'll pro- I'm sure they'll address it at some point, especially if she makes it far. They'll have to. Oh, for um, sure. I just watching her and hearing like the way she was with other women on the show and stuff. I would be really surprised if she had that kind of energy in high school. But I don't know. People do dumb shit in high school too. I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying it's okay. Yeah. It's never okay. It's not okay it's not to do okay, it in high school. Also, it's not okay to do it ever. People are um, with their kids. Their brains aren't but, fully formed. Yeah, I mean, so she could have been a shithead then. Maybe she's grown up now. And if she has, hopefully she can respond to that and maybe do something actionable about that to mm-hmm. um, to atone for anything that she did in the past. I think that would be good. But this could also be totally unfounded. You never know. Sometimes people just make up shit to, to stir the pot. And, you know, I know that that's been something that's caused a lot of problems lately, too, with like... We don't have to get into the whole army hammer thing, but <laughs> like all that army hammer stuff, there's like, you know, he's using um, the unreliability of the internet to sow seeds of doubt, even though many women have come forward and been like, he's a piece of shit and like, and also very dangerous. Um, but allegedly, um, <laughs> I'm just covering my ass, uh, but he, you know, it's like, that's, that's another side of the coin, right? You can use you can use the unreliability of the internet to get people to believe or not believe something based on an agenda as well. So yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's interesting. I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. Cause it's cause yeah, I'm I'm looking. What'd you say? I said, I'm I'm curious to see how this all plays out only because the the other side of it too is like, it's hard for me to think of things that go on in the bachelor, the bachelorette in a vacuum. Like there's all these elements of uh, Bachelor Nation and fandom that plays into it. And this is a show more so than almost any other reality show that I can think of that there's constantly rumors swirling. And we've actually witnessed with this particular show, like rumors that have been wrong and later retracted, but also they like already wrecked someone's shit. So, <laughs> right, right. So that's what I'm saying. It's hard to say, but, um, on the other hand, looking, uh, if you're like, oh, so-and-so lived, grew up in the South and was racist in high school. That's a very believable story. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I can't imagine that. Like, you know, so. Yeah. Well, it looks like it looks like this is still on TikTok. Just just so you know. Ooh. And this person, this person um, on TikTok has like twenty nine thousand followers. So they're not they're not insignificant. So I'll have no, to I'll have good. to go through. Their, their stories to kind of see what's up with that and if there's there's any more to that. But, oh, it looks like maybe a lot of their followers just came recently after they posted it. So maybe they did it for TikTok a lot. You never know. But um, it looks like they're starting to post screenshots no. and things like Dude, that. So What'd you say? I want to be the Harriet the Spy of TikTok. I want to do some Me sleuthing. Too. So Me too. We'll, okay, we'll I'm back I'm, next week. I'm getting, yeah, we'll report back. I'm getting really interested in this now. Well, I've, I, I've been spending a lot of time on TikTok lately and, um, (laughs) I, I watched, uh, uh, really unfortunate. Like I'm in a couple of groups where people talk about like 
problematic folks in improv communities and stuff. And somebody shared their stories about a pretty famous person. I won't share it here. And like had a ton of screenshots and like a ton of like, I mean, there's no reason not to believe this person, you know, like it makes perfect sense. And also my default is always going to be to believe the victim, you know, believe the person telling the story. But I was like, God, this is such a bummer. But yeah, TikTok is for some reason seems to be one of those platforms where that is happening a lot. Like it's a, it's a quick way to get people to see what you're sharing. You know, you can kind of, you can kind of expand your story quickly and you can present it in an interesting way because you can have like a screenshot behind you as a green screen and stuff. And so anyway, we'll look at that more. What an interesting episode of sharing. Very Who funny. knew? Okay, so I'll I'll be tempered with my feelings about Rachel. And then that's cool because I am rooting for Michelle because she's newer. She she's not gonna be the newest soon, but she's newer. Um, she's a teacher. They had a really meaningful conversation. They both work with kids. And then, and then for the group date, Michelle put on a matching turtleneck mm. did you clutch. notice that yeah clutch move it's good yeah she's like uh michelle young oh she's from minnesota too so look at that that's minnesota nice oh yeah adina i forgot um that is minnesota nice right there so i just love that she's just like i see your turtlenecks matt and i raise you my turtleneck and i was like right. i see what you did <laughs> I know that you did this on vibe with your turtleneck style. Love it. It was very cute. Um, so then they go to this farm and uh, I just felt like embarrassed for everyone. Cause like, do you not know how to conduct yourself on a farm? What do you do? No, everyone was just like running around, like screaming at the chickens. Just yelling. It, it was, it was just like they were yelling at farm animals. Uh, that's what I felt like. It's like you did not grow up in Wisconsin. Ah, shows. Uh, animals go poop like me. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> it's like I lived so where I grew up, like around the corner, basically. So in my parents' backyard, if you go down the hill, there's like a, fa- a farm field and then you keep going and there's a nature reserve. You come out of our subdivision and like around the corner and there's just tons of farms. It's like I just grew up in farmland and it's weird to me. <laughs> People just like don't know how to do things with on a farm, uh, like on uh, mass when it's just all of these women are clueless. It's like, yeah, you're bound to get one or two who are like, yeah, even I lived in the city my whole life. And even on road trips, we, we went to museums. We didn't go to farms. Like, all right, that's fair. That's totally fair. But when they're just like, how do I even milk a goat? I'm like, I feel bad for you. Uh, but MJ, okay, let's talk about MJ and how toxic MJ is. Cause MJ is almost, I think, the worst person on this show. And I'm going to explain why. I think she's worse than Victoria. Oh, this is I want to hear this. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. This is my hot take. MJ is much worse than Victoria because she is that dangerous type of white woman who engages in spiritual bypassing to as like a defense mechanism to not be called out on her bullshit. And if you don't know what spiritual bypassing is, Google it. I won't get into it that deep. But basically, it's that whole concept of hiding behind things like 
love and light and saying really problematic things like this is my tribe. And like, I believe in peace and, you know, beauty. And like, I believe that all human beings, blah, 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 whatever. It's just all this really generic white spiritual language um, that has become really popular in like white yoga culture and things like that uh, in recent years. Wearing the native headdress, basically. Yes. yeah, the culturally. Like, I'm not racist. I own crystals. Okay, I spend an inordinate amount of money <laughs> buying crystals. I can't be racist. Yeah, it's like it's it's cultural appropriation and like no introspection, no look at yourself, and like oh, I couldn't possibly be this way because look at because I went to Bali a few times or whatever, like, and I go to Costa Rica. It's like she's that person and those kinds of people. Like I thought. She was like, yeah, some like chill coffee delivery or coffee, uh, pizza. You can tell I need coffee, but it's too late for that now. <laughs> uh, pizza delivering possible metalhead. And I was like, cool. And then when she started to say like, oh, like when she first said, like, I can feel the energy in this place. I was like, maybe I like her. I don't know. Hard to say. Jury's still out. I like a lot of people like this. But then it's like, I feel like she's the person who's like, I'm an empath. And you're like, but you're you're not. And you don't even know. Everybody says that now. Just like everybody used to say, I'm an introvert. I'm a Hufflepuff. Now it's like, I'm an empath. And it's like, just shut. No, not everyone. Everyone can't be this thing. Okay. I'm sorry. And you know, she's like, I'm an empath. You know, oh, <laughs> like for sure. I feel energy. And, and, and she is just, the, the reason I say she's the worst is it's like, She's that dangerous woman who goes into these environments and doesn't understand the damage she's causing and will never understand it because she is so, uh, like her, her thoughts are so clouded by her own sense of righteousness. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have unfortunately had to cut some people like that out of my life in this past year because they're the kind of people that when, you know, everything was like everything, you know, came to a head in June and, you know, everybody's protesting and, you know, they were the people, people like MJ, I'm not saying she said this, but I'm saying people like her, this is who I saw it from the most were the ones who just started putting like MLK quotes about peace and, talking about how destruction of property is wrong and and saying unironically all lives matter that's the kind of shit a person like MJ says and that's what makes her dangerous a hundred percent harmony and it upsets me greatly when uh somebody breaks out a window on a target store <laughs> yeah come on that yeah. is I, I'm not saying she said it I'm not saying I have evidence that she said it I want to be very specific but the I saw so many people who say the same things that she's saying in this show say things like that, and I had to remove them from my life. And it wasn't without, you know, trying to change their minds and trying to talk. And and these are the same people who shared pandemic videos and the same people who spread Save the Children conspiracy theories. I mean, it's... This is like a common uh, topic of conversation in like um, alternative health, uh, yoga, spirituality circles that I'm in, you know, like Mm -hmm. we talk about this stuff regularly, like how scary and dangerous this can be and how destructive 
in particular, white women are in this way because of the things that they believe and the things that they say and the lack of care they put into what they're doing for other people. They're actively causing harm by not being thoughtful about the impact that they're having on the people in their, you know, communities. So that's who MJ is. And you can't convince me otherwise. Sorry. Like she showed herself Um, because, and, and I don't know, it's, I mean, it felt pretty, she felt like pretty fragile to me as well. Like the whole, like she comes for Jasenia, which was weird. That made no sense to me. I don't really get why it was just Jasenia she was coming for. Like, I'm sure other people said things. I'm sure it wasn't just her, you know? Um, and I don't even feel like we saw a lot from Jasenia in terms of, you know what I mean? I'm sure she said something, but I don't think she was the only one who said something. Everybody saw her be gross. So, yeah. so the thing that was also weird was instead of, you know, and Jasenia was totally right. She's like, she was the only one who was like plugged into reality. And she's like, we'll see the footage. Everyone's going to see the footage of the shit you pulled and Mm -hmm. how gross, you know, like, and, and, and how toxic you were. And yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing anyone said in the house. Um, but you should own up to it. And she just like refused to admit she said it. And she was also blowing it out of proportion. Like, um, the way to handle it would be the way Kit handled it, where she was like, you know what? That was really fucked up. I'm really sorry that I said that. I feel bad about it. And, and even though I, don't I question her integrity and feel bad about it now, I just want her to be a bad guy, but she's trying to not be a bad guy. I feel like I felt, I felt like that was an actual good apology. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Maybe it wasn't, but I feel like it was an actual good apology. Um, but the, but the thing that was really fucked up about MJ is it's like, Someone is is saying that you said something that you said. We all heard you say it. And it wasn't the worst thing in the house. The best thing you can do to show that you're a stand-up person with a good heart is to say, you know what? In a moment of weakness, I got caught up in the moment and I said something that I thought would be quippy and a good line and I was going with it. I was kind of caught up with everyone else. And that is not who I want to be. And that is not who I try to be. But I was that person in those moments. I was that person that you're you're saying that I was. And I try, you know, because like, so I'm in a yoga teacher training. This is like a regular, we talk about this stuff every week. Like this is just in my brain all the time, which is why mm-hmm. it's bothering me. Um, but like my teacher I don't know if it was this week or last week, but she was like, she was like, you know, you'll have those people who are like, well, aren't you a our yogi? So like, can't you not get mad and just be like peaceful all the time? She's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, I'm a human being. I get mad about things. I get frustrated. I show human emotions. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm working on doing things in a more constructive way, you know, setting boundaries, controlling my energy, uh, keeping good things in my life and expelling the bad things and, you know, and building a healthier world for myself and everyone around me. Like these are all based on yoga philosophy principles and not like, you know, it's not an exercise. It's a, it's a philosophy and it's a, it's a way of life and it's a way of thinking. Um, so no, you can, you can, you know, and, and one thing we talk about as like, you know, for white or white passing, um, 
you know, people who are in the class, the, we have this regular conversation of like, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to say stupid things. <laughs> like You're going to fuck up. And the, mm-hmm. the, the pull point is to say, oh, you know what? That wasn't good. <laughs> like, I am sorry, you know, apologize, course correct, say how you're not going to do that thing again and move on and grow as a person and use that as a learning opportunity and the gift that it is that you have done something wrong and you need to become better from it. And this is your chance to do it. And so I'm watching this show from the lens of yoga philosophy. So can I call this recording my yoga practice for the day? Maybe. Oh, cool. That's great. (laughs) I might log some time. Um, (laughs) So you are being given this opportunity to own up to something not good that you said and to make it better and to make amends in the house and to rise above the bullshit. And instead, you double, triple, quadruple down and say, no, instead, what I'm going to do is continue to be toxic and take it out on Jasenia, mm-hmm. who's just telling the truth. Sorry, she's just telling the truth. She no, didn't do anything wrong. Um, and and she's just like, well, I'm love and light and this bitch is going down. And it's like, do you not see how that is not you're not practicing what you're preaching? Not that it. You know, there's a lot of problematic stuff with like love and light or light and darkness and that we could get into for two hours if we really wanted to. But um, yeah, that's okay. So that's my really long winded way of saying I think MJ is the worst one in the house because she is hiding behind this thin veneer of being spiritual and peaceful and nice. And in my experience, those are some of the most toxic people I've ever met. Because yeah. they just use that as their shield for everything. And that's really dangerous and, and super scary. But let's talk about kids' date real quick uh, mm-hmm. before we get to the two-on-one and before we wrap this up. Because well, I remember, I oh, mean, Abigail, I forgot. Day, <clears throat> MJ won't admit that she's Dee Snyder's daughter. So uh, right. <laughs> forget that deception. But yeah, go, go ahead. Kit. <laughs> also toxic. But yeah, let's talk about um, – because we find out Kit gets a one-on-one and that it's going to be like – cooking based and she got really emotional about that but then they they skip back to the group date and I did want to mention what you were talking about before that you know this is now this isn't really I know there's a lot of um complexity in the deaf community that I don't fully understand um like I understand some of it but I, it's not my life it's not my world so I can't speak to it uh with great authority or anything, but I know that there's, you know, like in the deaf community, there's, there are deaf people who are against cochlear implants and there are people who are for cochlear implants because, um, there's a lot of deaf folks consider, you know, not having a cochlear implant as like being ingrained in the culture, like being part of deaf culture. And Mm -hmm. that like, if you get an implant, you might remove yourself from that. But there is also obviously on the other side of things, this ableist stigma of if you're deaf, you can't do X, Y, Z and you're, you know, and, and like, and can directly affect the value that people put on you when they interact Mm -hmm. with you or when you get a job or what, you know, all this stuff. So it's very complicated. And, and my point is just to say, I know that this tension exists and that's a very big decision for people to make. And obviously Abigail and her, her family made one decision. Um, 
And so it was interesting to see her talk about it on the show about like, well, this is the decision we made. This was what happened for me. And my dad left. And, you know, this is something that's genetic in my family, which happens, you know, a lot. That's pretty common. Um, And so it's pretty likely if we have kids that, you know, our, our kids might be deaf and that's a lot to take on. Yeah. And that's a lot to think about. So, you know, is that something that you'd be willing to to take on? And yeah, that was a pretty heavy conversation. And like I said, there's have someone that you've known for a couple of weeks, too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So like I said, I, I can't speak to all the intricacies of that and the feelings that different people um, in, you know, different factions of that community, how they feel about it, how hearing people feel about it, who encounter that regularly. Um, but I thought it was interesting that she even brought it up because yeah, we've never had a conversation like this on the show. So that was pretty cool. And I think Matt handled that very well. And, and it didn't feel like a blow off either, or just some canned answer. Like I, I thought he sounded very thoughtful. So yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a nice moment and it got her the rose too. So, and it was like real, it wasn't like, yeah, I I always go back to that. Kelsey person who just spent all that time talking about her dead husband. (laughs) I can't ever get that out of my mind because it was the weirdest because it was like, okay, I'm not going to get into conspiracy theory territory with that stuff because that can be really harmful, but she, but it was just weird. She would just, she would just like shunt it into conversation all the time. And yeah. Oh, my dead husband loved pizza. Yeah, it was just strange. Like it wasn't like and 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 the inverse of that is like Emily, you know, um the Emily who was the bachelorette and her husband was a race car driver and died. Mm-hmm. Cuz I do you remember that? Like that was it's like she brought it up when it made sense. She brought up her kid when it made sense. It it wasn't like it wasn't just like, yeah, so I got a dead husband and a kid. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like she, it was pretty organic. It's like when things started to get serious, that's when she started to open up about it more. And it made sense. And it's like, yeah, this is a conversation you have to have at some point. So yep. this makes sense that you would have it now. And um, <laughs> so, anyway, I just, uh, anyway. So, yeah, Abigail's was very, it was a very interesting conversation. I'd like to hear her talk about that stuff more because it's just like a world I don't know that well. Um, mm-hmm. So, I was very interested by that conversation too. So good on you, bachelor. You did something right. You're getting rid of these crappy right. women and having, having a good conversation with Abigail. Michelle's in a turtleneck. Things are going well. But speaking of crappy women, uh, we, we are left with two amazing cliffhangers in this episode because well, first we get- wait real quick though kids date we didn't address but let's just say oh. it was i thought it was a sweet date and i thought it was actually I'm, sweet that she likes cooking yeah it was it was one of those dates where like i, I don't know it, it's fine for a one-on-one but after like the the one-on-one date that preceded it you would think that um or after the one-on-one date before that was like such a big important like oh all these clothes and make me feel like a print and this this felt very low key for a one on one you know what i mean like but they always do that at some point mhm mhm no I, i'm not I, I i think i think it was totally fine it was it was a good date it was solid um 
and it, I just I just think that like Kit is from such a different universe than basically anyone. I think yes. that's that's going to be what ultimately is her undoing, unless she turns into the supervillain that I want her to. Um, her undoing is going to be she's just not going to be able to relate with anyone that's a normal human because she grew up with, in her own words, gold Bentleys and red carpets, and you know, like you can't really relate yeah. to people when, when that's your life. So we will see. But okay, then, so the, the cliffhangers, yes, go for it. Very exciting. So. Before the cocktail party, Matt asked Yesenia and MJ to meet him like at the cocktail party early to kind of get down and, and figure out like what's going on. Uh, so we're kind of left with those two bickering. And by those two bickering, I mean MJ like yelling about peace and light and love and whatever the hell. So that will be very, very, very interesting. Um, and then we are given the preview for the next episode. Where none other than Miss Never Been Kissed herself, Heather Martin, seems to have just hap- happens to just show up out of nowhere. Oh, what a surprise. So, right, that's true. Is this becoming a thing now? Like, you have to have someone from a previous season that we recognize come in and potentially fuck everything up? <laughs> I like that you said the word fuck for a virgin. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah really dry hump everything up. You know what I mean? Like, just-, <laughs> just loophole everything. Sorry. <laughs> this, was like a, this was like a Hannah B thing too. And and I just feel That's like they teased this before. This is this is something, a new fixation for producers. I'm not sure. I don't think she's, at least in her season, when she's on Colton's season, she wasn't a particularly compelling contestant. No. So- I, I don't. She and was I don't like, think she, she, wasn't she like, I haven't even kissed anybody. Wasn't that? Yeah. Never it been was kissed. It was like extreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, th- the person who did this best, and I hate to give him credit, but I gotta, was Nick Vile. He did this best. I mean, he made it far on Caitlin's yeah. season. But he's he a weasel. In. I don't know if Heather yeah, Martin's yeah. a weasel. He is a weasel. <laughs> he's a weasel that made me buy Halo Top ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Those Damn, commercials. Those those commercials. I swear, I don't like Nick that much. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. But those commercials were really good. It's like when he tries to be cheerful. I'm like, what is happening? This isn't okay. Like I'm dancing on the ice cream weasel from now on. Like, dancing, that's it. dancing with the stars was like such a mismatch. Even though he was good on it, it was mm-hmm. such a mismatch because it was like, no, I don't want to see you having fun. I just want to see you crabby in your pajamas on the phone. Okay. That's how I will forever imagine you. And so to watch him being like despondent, eating Halo Top ice cream in a park was like, yeah, this is your lane. Stay in your lane. That's your thing, Nick. I will watch you do that shit forever. And I'll even give Halo Top money for it. So yeah. Any other predictions? I mean, the Heather thing I'm actually going to predict that she doesn't make it that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think she will either. I think she's going to crash pretty quick. I don't see it. I could. Yeah, because you don't see. I didn't remember seeing her in any kind of like those final date episodes. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's really. So he's already said, I feel strong feelings. He said that to Kit, which actually surprised me. And he said yeah. it to Rachel. 
And Mm -hmm. he also kind of said that to Michelle because he was like, because he had said to her something like, um, because he pulled her aside and he had said something like, I feel like I've known you for a lot longer than I have. Like they both said that. So that was very good too. He also like made out with Piper randomly, which I was reading for Piper before, but now I don't care anymore. Like a lot, a lot of making out. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really care about her anymore. I was like excited about her in the beginning, but then she went along with all the toxic women. And then I was like, oh, I don't like you anymore. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of a strange one. That might be like one of those. Not that she's strange. It's just like she's kind of coming up. I don't know. <laughs> she think she's pretty normal. Um, But she she might be like a, a surprise final for like Brendan. <laughs> yep. Just always she's shitting on Brendan. there. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Whatever, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sure he's perfectly nice in real life. I'm just yeah. so mean. Bruh, Brandon. Me and Sammy finally got it to happen. There we go. <laughs> it's just, just giving me to talk about Brandon. No, I'm mean. I'm mean to the people who deserve it, like MJ. These these women really showed their asses, and um, they cannot convince me that they are good people. Sorry. Um, but I really, uh, yeah, well, next week we'll talk more about Rachel and, uh, should we like her? Should we not? Well, we'll find out more t- next week. Uh, maybe it was all out of context though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of context so, no or out of context ho? Oh, out of context ho. I thought it said out of context. Okay. So everyone, his, his name on <laughs> Zedcaster, I thought it said out of context Though, but there's only one T, so it's out of context. So <laughs> I <laughs> thought you were saying like, it's, it's out of perfect. context, though. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it's it's a good name. There you go. New Instagram handle. All right. Well, be safe, everyone. Take care of yourself and others. Be good. Pet your pet your pets. Water your plants and water yourself. Like drink water. <laughs> yeah, and uh, don't do needle drugs. Out of context, ho!